the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Seventy-five years ago today. Yep, D-Day. President Trump gave a nice speech over there in Normandy today, and you'll be hearing parts of that on the news tonight. Did a really nice job, actually. But I think June 6th every year is a good day to listen to Ronald Reagan. This was 35 years ago on the 40th anniversary. We're here to mark that day in history when the Allied armies joined in battle to reclaim this continent to liberty. For four long years, much of Europe had been under a terrible shadow. Free nations had fallen. Jews cried out in the camps. Millions cried out for liberation. Europe was enslaved and the world prayed for its rescue. Here in Normandy, the rescue began. Here the Allies stood and fought against tyranny in a giant undertaking unparalleled in human history. We stand on a lonely, windswept point on the northern shore of France. The air is soft, but 40 years ago at this moment, the air was dense with smoke and the cries of men, and the air was filled with the crack of rifle fire and the roar of cannon. At dawn on the morning of the 6th of June, 1944, 225 rangers jumped off the British landing craft and ran to the bottom of these cliffs. Their mission was one of the most difficult and daring of the invasion, to climb these sheer and desolate cliffs and take out the enemy guns. The Allies had been told that some of the mightiest of these guns were here, and they would be trained on the beaches to stop the Allied advance. The rangers looked up and saw the enemy soldiers at the edge of the cliffs shooting down at them with machine guns and throwing grenades. And the American rangers began to climb. They shot rope ladders over the face of these cliffs and began to pull themselves up. When one ranger fell, another would take his place. When one rope was cut, a ranger would grab another and begin his climb again. They climbed, shot back, and held their footing. Soon, one by one, the rangers pulled themselves over the top, and in seizing the firm land at the top of these cliffs, they began to seize back the continent of Europe. 225 came here. After two days of fighting, only 90 could still bear arms. And behind me is a memorial that symbolizes the ranger daggers that were thrust into the top of these cliffs. And before me are the men who put them there. These are the boys of Puente Hope. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent. And these are the heroes who helped end a war. Gentlemen, I look at you and I think of the words of Stephen Spender's poem. You were men who in your Quote, lives fought for life and lift, left the vivid air signed with your honor. I think I know what you may be thinking right now. Thinking we were just part of a bigger effort. Everyone was brave that day. Well, everyone was. Do you remember the story of Bill Millen of the 51st Highlanders? Forty years ago today, British troops were pinned down near a bridge waiting desperately for help. Suddenly they heard the sound of bagpipes, and some thought they were dreaming. Well, they weren't. They looked up and saw Bill Millen with his bagpipes leading the reinforcements and ignoring the smack of the bullets into the ground around him. Lord Lovett was with him, Lord Lovett of Scotland, who calmly announced when he got to the bridge, Sorry, I'm a few minutes late, as if he'd been delayed by a traffic jam when in truth he'd just come from the bloody fighting on Sword Beach, which he and his men had just taken. There was the impossible valor of the Poles 
who threw themselves between the enemy and the rest of Europe as the invasion took hold, and the unsurpassed courage of the Canadians who had already seen the horrors of war on this coast. They knew what awaited them there, but they would not be deterred. And once they hit Juneau Beach, they never looked back. All of these men were part of a roll call of honor with names that spoke of a pride as bright as the colors they bore. The Royal Winnipeg Rifles, Poland's 24th Lancers, the Royal Scots Fusiliers, the Screaming Eagles, the Yeomen of England's Armored Divisions, the Forces of Free France, the Coast Guard's Matchbox Fleet, and you, the American Rangers. Forty summers have passed since the battle that you fought here. You were young the day you took these cliffs. Some of you were hardly more than boys with the deepest joys of life before you. Yet you risked everything here. Why? Why did you do it? Well, what impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right, faith that they fought for all humanity, faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. It was the deep knowledge, and pray God we have not lost it, that there is a profound moral difference between the use of force for liberation and the use of force for conquest. You were here to liberate, not to conquer, and so you and those others did not doubt your cause, and you were right not to doubt. You all knew that some things are worth dying for. One's country is worth dying for, and democracy is worth dying for, because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man. All of you loved liberty. All of you were willing to fight tyranny. And you knew the people of your countries were behind you. The Americans who fought here that morning knew word of the invasion was spreading through the darkness back home. They fought or felt in their hearts, though they couldn't know in fact, that in Georgia they were filling the churches at 4 a.m. In Kansas they were kneeling on their porches and praying. And in Philadelphia, they were ringing the Liberty Bell. Something else helped the men of D-Day. Their rock-hard belief that Providence would have a great hand in the events that would unfold here. That God was an ally in this great cause. And so, the night before the invasion, when Colonel Wolverton asked his parachute troops to kneel with him in prayer, he told them, Do not bow your heads. But look up so you can see God and ask his blessing in what we are about to do. Also that night, General Matthew Ridgway on his cot, listening in the darkness for the promise God made to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. These are the things that impelled them. These are the things that shaped the unity of the Allies. When the war was over, there were lives to be rebuilt and governments to be returned to the people. There were nations to be reborn. Above all, there was a new peace to be assured. These were huge and daunting tasks, but the Allies summoned strength from the faith, belief, loyalty, and love of those who fell here. They rebuilt a new Europe together. There was first a great reconciliation among those who had been enemies, all of whom had suffered so greatly. The United States did its part, creating the Marshall Plan to help rebuild our allies and our former enemies. The Marshall Plan led to the Atlantic Alliance, a great alliance that serves to this day as our shield for freedom, for prosperity, and for peace. In spite of our great efforts and successes, not all that followed the end of the war was happier planned. Some liberated countries were lost. 
The great sadness of this loss echoes down to our own time in the streets of Warsaw, Prague, and East Berlin. The Soviet troops that came to the center of this continent did not leave when peace came. They're still there, uninvited, unwanted, unyielding, almost 40 years after the war. Because of this, Allied forces still stand on this continent. Today, as 40 years ago, our armies are here for only one purpose— to protect and defend democracy. The only territories we hold are memorials like this one and graveyards where our heroes rest. We in America have learned bitter lessons from two world wars. It is better to be here ready to protect the peace than to take blind shelter across the sea, rushing to respond only after freedom is lost. We've learned that isolationism never was and never will be an acceptable response to tyrannical governments with an expansionist intent. But we try always to be prepared for peace, prepared to deter aggression, prepared to negotiate the reduction of arms, and, yes, prepared to reach out again in the spirit of reconciliation. In truth, there is no reconciliation we would welcome more than a reconciliation with the Soviet Union, so together we can listen, lessen the risks of war now and forever. It's fitting to remember here the great losses also suffered by the Russian people during World War II. Twenty million perished, a terrible price that testifies to all the world the necessity of ending war. I tell you from my heart that we in the United States do not want war. We want to wipe from the face of the earth the terrible weapons that man now has in his hands. And I tell you, we are ready to seize that beachhead. We look for some sign from the Soviet Union that they are willing to move forward, that they share our desire and love for peace, and that they will give up the ways of conquest. There must be a changing there that will allow us to turn our hope into action. We will pray forever that someday... That changing will come. But for now, particularly today, it is good and fitting to renew our commitment to each other, to our freedom, and to the alliance that protects it. We're bound today by what bound us 40 years ago, the same loyalties, traditions, and beliefs. We're bound by reality. The strength of America's allies is vital to the United States, And the American security guarantee is essential to the continued freedom of Europe's democracies. We were with you then. We're with you now. Your hopes are our hopes and your destiny is our destiny. Here in this place where the West held together, let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community. 
community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good and that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks. And uh, we'll be talking to hey. you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. Ford Pass, everything you need to keep moving right in the palm of your hand. Now you can earn points to use toward flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Plus, use the app to access roadside assistance. You'll even earn exclusive Ford Pass rewards just for maintaining your vehicle. Only Ford Pass combines roadside assistance, Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complimentary maintenance. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford Proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about how you can earn complimentary maintenance on every new Ford. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via download. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. Social media marketing is on the verge of dominating commerce. The right social media strategy can help you slay the competition and gain new customers. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. I decided to watch uh, episode two of uh, Band of Brothers on HBO last night just to get a a good picture in my mind, uh, again, of uh, just what it was like for those guys. And if you've never watched that series, by the way, you're missing what may be the best series ever on television. I had hoped to get a D-Day veteran on the show today, wasn't able to do it. But here's George Chiampa talking to Ben Shapiro at the Daily Wire today about what he was doing 75 years ago. There was a company going overseas right away. They were, they were, they needed one man. So I was the replacement. The guys were all older than I was. They were all kidding me on the ship on the way overseas. Don't worry, Champa, they're going to turn the ship around, take you home. Roosevelt, our president, said no 18-year-old will set foot on foreign soil. Nobody knows that either. So we shipped out and, uh, on the way over there, in the middle of the night, we're sleeping down in a hold, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, there's a big explosion, and the ship was rocking. Everybody scurried up on the deck and then found out that there was a torpedo plane that was dropping a torpedo, and the Navy gunner shot him down. That was a big explosion. And the Navy gunner, I had met the day before. He was my age, and he showed me his quarters, and we got acquainted. His name was Dennis Reed from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I never did get in touch with him after that, and I wish I had, because he really saved our lives. 
when we got to the shores of Normandy, they say there are four or five thousand ships out there, and I believe it. <laughs> there are ships all around you, and the shelling above us, 88s. You could hear them screaming. We call them screaming memes. But we saw ships getting hit, and I remember a tanker blowing up, and there's bodies in the water, and there's debris in the water. And, um, uh, you know, I was 18 years old, 112 pounds. I was a skinny kid. Uh, I um, finally got down the rope ladder and uh, with all the gear on, and I get into a LCI landing craft. That's the smaller Higgins boats. And uh, we're heading in, and could hear the 88s screaming over us. And uh, I remember we started heading in, and we came back out, and we started heading in, and we came back out. And I thought it was because of the shelling, thinking we're going to get hit any time. But I found out years later that the guy that's driving that thing, um, he's looking for a place to land because the Germans had uh, obstacles in the water to keep us from getting all the way in, so we had to wade in. You've probably seen pictures of that. And, and so... I was so frightened. Uh, I mean, I was blacked out momentarily. I don't remember getting off the LCI. And I talked to a buddy of mine uh, years later, and I said, Hey, Gus, t- tell me, what happened? Did we really wade in the water? He said, Don't you remember that? I said, No. He said, Well, we did. We waded in, held our rifles over our heads and everything. Yep, held the rifles over their head, and he made it in, and he was in, uh, he, he was on a detail that was supposed to um, pick up dead bodies, and he didn't want. They didn't want to leave dead bodies to be seen by the other um, f- the other waves of uh, troops coming in. They didn't want as a morale issue. They didn't want to have the bodies there, so they were in charge of getting them uh, out of sight, just so these other guys wouldn't see them. Also, of course, to just recover the bodies. But uh, anyway, the, the coverage of Donald Trump has been a little different from the coverage of Barack Obama when he went to Normandy. Last night, NBC made sure to point out that Trump had never served in the military, which, of course, Obama never did, and uh, nor Bill Clinton. But anyway, today on NBC, MSNBC, I should say, Tom Brokaw and uh, Andrea Mitchell gave, uh, gave him credit for the way he handled his speech, but they said they were surprised by how presidential he seemed. And uh, listen to this question Andrea Mitchell had for Nancy Pelosi today in Normandy with the uh, markers in the background as she asked the question. Do you worry that the arguments we're having now about borders and immigration um, threaten the kind of response that the values that these men fought and died for? Unbelievably stupid question at that time, but, uh, you know, that's MSNBC. Now, listen to uh, how Obama's, um, how, how the media reacted to Obama's handling of his first D-Day anniversary. A little bit different. Reagan and World War II and the sense of us as the good guys in the world. How are we doing? Well, we were the good guys in 1984. It felt that way. It hasn't felt that way in recent years. So Obama's had really a different task. Uh, we, we were seen too often as the bad guys. And he, he has a very different job from, from Reagan was all about America. And you talked about it. Obama is, we are above that now. We're not just parochial. We're not just chauvinistic. We're not just provincial. We stand for something. I mean, in a way, Obama's standing above the country, above, above the world. He's sort of God. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to bring all different sides together. Yeah, he was going to bring all different sides together, and uh, he was like God rising above it all. Thanks for, for not getting carried away with that coverage back there in, in 2009. Um, and I, I did watch uh, Trump's speech today. It was very good. And uh, I'm sure he'll be given... Well, actually, some of the people were giving him credit. Uh, they gave him credit for being presidential, as I said. And uh, they actually uh, were surprised on some of the networks that he was able to give the speech and stay on message. I guess they thought he was going to uh, break off from the speech and, you know, just jump in there with some, I don't know, some new nicknames for Joe Biden or something in the middle of this thing over in Normandy. But um, uh, he's he's handled himself well, and the media, they, they can't stand it. They can't stand to see the guy be treated like a president. They don't like it when he tries to act like a president because they don't think he should be president. We'll have more on uh, D-Day when we come back and also some other stuff. So stick around. 
John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. An investigation is underway into why a vehicle carrying West Point cadets overturned this morning, killing one of the cadets. Lieutenant General Daryl Williams is the U.S. Military Academy's superintendent. It is not common for these vehicles to turn over. It's very rough terrain. You can see the hills we have here. Uh, we want to make sure that our soldiers and our cadets train in realistic training environment. So this is part of our realistic training. More than a dozen cadets were injured, but those injuries were not life-threatening. For a second time, the Washington State Supreme Court has ruled against a florist who refused on religious grounds to provide flowers for the wedding of a same-sex couple. The state court found her in violation of the state's discrimination law. Stocks extended their gains on Wall Street today. The Dow Jones Industrials jumped 181 points. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad, I got to a point where I needed some help. So I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1 800 990 6976. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt free for keeps. 1 800 990 6976. Dennis Prager explains the downfall of our society. Secularism produces knowledge, but not wisdom. Any secular people probably were raised religious, because the longer one has uh, is devoid of God and religion, the longer the generation span, the more foolish the human being becomes in virtually every instance. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is, closed. The new Pella Lifestyle series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. If you are a timeshare owner and you think back to the day you bought your little piece of heaven, it probably was a good thought. The reality now is that you probably never use your timeshare and have continued to pay those annual maintenance fees. We at Lone Star Transfer are here to help you get out of this ongoing burden in an effective, quick, and legal way. We have over 8,000 happy customers to prove it. Call us today for a free, no-obligation consultation at 844-284-4866. Or visit us online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
seeing some heavy delays crawling along on the Parkway East outbound Boulevard at the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound, busy on the Parkway West, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and outbound Sawmill Run Boulevard to Carnegie. Outbound Liberty Bridge looking at a slow ride. And in Greenfield, got an earlier transformer explosion, caused a signal outage along Beachwood Boulevard at Browns Hill Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Partly cloudy tonight. It'll be more comfortable for the overnight hours with a low of 59 degrees. Tomorrow, partial sunshine, a nice afternoon with a high of 80. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 60 degrees. And for Saturday, a beautiful start to the weekend with sunshine and patchy clouds. Highs again right around 80 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we're going to still uh, talk about D-Day a little bit here. I think it should be talked about uh, on this day every year, actually. But the 75th anniversary, that's a special one, I guess. Uh, and I just wonder how much D-Day was talked about in schools today, uh, if at all. I have a feeling it wasn't in most places, uh, unless it was an American history class covering World War II. But I'd be interested to hear from you if you can check with your kids and get back to me on Twitter or at the website. Uh, you can... Check me out at uh, johnstoggerwaldshow.com. Uh, you can do the AM uh, 1250 website, uh, the answer Pittsburgh, uh, the answer pgh.com. On Twitter at Stoggerworld and on YouTube, the answer Pittsburgh and Facebook, John Stoggerwald. Um, but I, I seriously, I, uh, maybe we can mention it tomorrow, but I, I, I talked to a one kid I know today. And he said they didn't mention it in school today at all. Now, that he didn't have any history classes, but they didn't mention it in any other class. I just think that – I don't know what they do in high schools these days, but um, you would think that they would open the – I don't know, the first um, the, 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 the first class in the morning. People would make some mention of it. Um, I don't know. That's just me. But I have a feeling they didn't. Anyway, I got some numbers here. This is uh, Stephen Green – of PJ Media, I, I was looking for stuff today about D-Day, and I came across this, and I think everybody knows what what an unbelievable undertaking it was. You've you've read about it, you've seen the the films of it, uh, and you know it was a huge undertaking. But this guy, he he got some numbers, and it's just staggering when you see it written down here. Uh, he says the preparatory air bombardment was delivered by more than two thousand Allied bombers. Uh, 2,000 planes. I mean, that's just, just think about 2,000 planes. 2,000. 1,200 warships. 4,125 landing crafts. 4,000 boats. Call them landing crafts. 4,000 boats in the water at the same time. And another 1,600 support vessels of various kinds, all courtesy of eight different allied nations. That's about 7,000 ships, their crews, their supplies, and the tons and tons of fuel required to run them. The official count was nearly 200,000 naval personnel, 200,000 people. And then this, these numbers are amazing. There were three times as many German troops as Allied intelligence um, uh, projected. Of the 32 tanks the troops counted on to support them, only five made it ashore. But here's, these numbers are ridiculous. The U.S. delivered 1.9 million tons of supplies to Britain in May, just in May of 1944. So in one month, that's 3,800,000,000 pounds of stuff in one month delivered to Britain in preparation for this. Um, and he says, I might remind you, more than a few German submarines hunting the merchant ships uh, as they were bringing that stuff in. To keep the fight going after the beaches were taken, another million troops were shipped to France in the four weeks after D-Day. One million people uh, taken in, in over, uh, shipped over there in the weeks after the invasion, along with more than 565,000 tons, that's uh, billions of pounds of supplies, and a staggering 172,000 vehicles from jeeps to tanks. 172,000 vehicles. I mean, how many uh, how many vehicles are on the streets of Pittsburgh right now in rush hour? You know, on the uh, 172,000 uh, of every sh- size and shape in between uh, jeeps and tanks uh, to keep the vehicles moving. The allies uh, allies land 
on undersea uh, laid an undersea oil pipeline called Pluto across the channel to keep the troops fed and armed. So they actually laid a pipeline across the English Channel just for the purpose of shipping, sending the fuel over there once they got there to keep everything moving and also to feed the uh, the troops. So uh, that that's just I, I thought those numbers were staggering and and the the idea that it was um, three billion. 800 million pounds of stuff, that's how, he, that's how uh, Stephen Smith writes it here, in one month sent to uh, Britain. And then I came across this because I thought about uh, millennials and, you know, uh, how, how much history. We had, a, we had a guy on, was it yesterday, Aaron? We talked about history. Yeah, a day or so ago. Anyway, we talked about the lack of uh, histor- the, hist- the ignorance of, of American history that's out there. Uh, with John Daniel Davidson, who wrote a piece about the Civil War and how the um, <clears throat> the monuments and the and the the uh, the parks, uh, the the traffic to those places way down, way down uh, because people just don't know about the Civil War enough and don't care. But uh, this guy Bradley Devlin, uh, he is uh, writing at uh, the Lone Conser- dot com. He said there's a certain way, and he's a, he's a millennial himself, as you'll, you can tell by reading this, but he says there's a certain way of thinking about older generations that prevails amongst my peers. Uh, society will become much more progressive with each passing generation. But if you take the veneer of euphemisms and dig a little deeper, what they're actually saying is the world will be better, a better place once all of these old people die. And he writes, what I do find unique about my generation And its perspective is their righteous indignation for our founding fathers, the greatest generation, and every generation in between, despite being woefully ignorant to prior generations' experiences. And we talked about that yesterday. Uh, Take a recent claims conference survey. This is a survey from something called Claims Conference. Found that more than one-fifth, 22% of millennials in the United States believe they haven't heard of the Holocaust. They've never heard of it. One in five. Uh, that doubles the percentage of U.S. adults as uh, a whole who have not uh, or do not believe they've heard of the ho- Holocaust. Forty-one percent of millennials believe two million or fewer Jewish people died in the Holocaust. Two-thirds were unable to recount what occurred at Auschwitz. Um, some other stuff that he points out here. Uh, he says, lucky is not serious enough word to encapsula- encapsulate just how privileged we are to live in a time when we have the opportunity to live alongside men who descended on those beaches at daybreak 75 years ago, willing to take the ultimate sacrifice for freedom and her noble causes. Millennials are known as a generation preoccupied with social media, uh, and they aren't inherently uh, and, uh, and concerned with social awareness, which aren't inherently negative attributes. However, our generation's purpose can be enhanced by achieving a better understanding of personal responsibility, duty, respect, faith, and other characteristics that guided our great-grandparents' generation in their daily lives and ultimately to collective greatness. Most of us should feel a sense of duty as Americans, as members of the most prosperous, prosperous, I should say, and freest society the world has ever known to connect with these old souls that selflessly, selflessly protected our way of life and tap into their knowledge so that someday we might be considered the second greatest generation. The greatest generation is the guys who were uh, you've been hearing about the last day or so. Uh, the guys from that generation are the greatest. I, I think I'm from the worst generation. I don't know if this one, the current one, is catching up, but the baby boomers are we're responsible for a lot of stupidity. I hate to say it, a lot of good stuff, but uh, my generation was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and um, kind of we we kind of my generation kind of introduced marijuana to the mainstream. I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, we did. I guess that you could get uh, that we should get credit for, but um, compared to the greatest generation, sorry. Um, so that's it. I guess we, we covered D-Day pretty well. I wanted to make sure I did that yesterday and today, and I can't get enough of it. I, As I said, I watched a, a, um, an episode of um, the, uh, the uh, show on HBO that I, I – I, the, I, the Band of Brothers. I just think it's um, one of the best shows ever, and you should – if you haven't seen it, and if you're an old guy like me who uh, maybe don't watch a, a lot of HBO and you, you've seen it but didn't really pay any attention to it, just watch it. You'll binge watch it if you start watching it. It's really a great, 
series, and you should actually the, the, it should be required viewing in schools. They should actually force high school kids, maybe even grade school kids later in grade school, to watch that series. Um, when I was a kid, they uh, I went to Catholic school, and they that was we were often required. To, if something like that showed up on TV, we were told, you will watch it, we'll have a qu- quiz tomorrow. And we were told we had to watch shows like that. So anyway, let's move on to other things. I want to update uh, a story from yesterday. Uh, Steve Blass on Tuesday night on AT&T Sports, uh, he said this about Ronald Acuna Jr., who uh, showed up at the plate wearing lots of jewelry for his at-bat, and he was hit by Steve Brault, the Pirates pitcher. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say, you know, with a young player just doing all that stuff and all the jewelry and all the stuff, uh, back in the day, uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but... Uh, or that that was done on purpose. Hard to believe it was done on purpose. No, I'm not suggesting that much. That's why I qualified it back in the day. Yeah. Actually, uh, Steve may not have thought it was done on purpose, but he was basically saying he wouldn't blame Brawl uh, if it had been done on on purpose. So uh, somebody named Craig Calcaterra of Yahoo Sports trashed Steve Blast for what he said. He wrote this, Of course, when a certain kind of guy, older, comma, white, complains about flashy jewelry-wearing players, they're complaining about black and Latino players approximately 100% of the time. Well, that's not true with Blass because not that long ago, Blass said some similar things about Bryce Harper, who is, you know, white. So uh, it was a ridiculous comment. Now, Manny Sanguian was the catcher on Steve Blass's last uh, pitch when he, well, when he won Game 7 of the 1971 World Series. Manny Sanguian was the catcher in that game. And this is what Manny Sanguian, who still lives in Pittsburgh, which I think is pretty cool, uh, this is what Manny Sanguian tweeted today. Let me state for the record, Steve Blass is not a racist. Dona Vera chose him to give Roberto's eulogy. He also gave Willie's eulogy. Steve is a good man and a great friend. Can we stop bashing him? He's been with the Pirates for 60 years. Let him retire without controversy. Now, Dona Vera is Vera Clemente. So uh, and Willie, of course, is Willie Stargell. So Steve Blass was chosen by the wives of those two players, one a black Latin player, the other uh, an an African-American player. And uh, he was chosen to do their eulogies. But this guy, knowing nothing but looking at it from afar and living in this uh, time in, in, uh, in the world when we or it's just everybody's looking for a racist everywhere under every bed and everybody's looking to be offended and to be it. It's just it's so much fun for some people to accuse, especially old white guys, of being racist that this guy, he couldn't help himself, Craig Calcaterra, to jump on Steve Blass for that. It was a ridiculous piece that he wrote. And, it, and it, I don't know how many other places that uh, it showed up where people were um, accusing Steve of being a racist, but... Calcaterra's piece got a lot of uh, action all over the internet, and, and I don't know how much uh, blowback Steve has gotten on it, but, uh, you know, leave the guy alone. Manny Sanguian, what his tweet did, you know what that did? Case closed. Well, the D-Day stuff has uh, given us a little bit of a break from the politics, and I saw this a couple of days ago. It's a video of a really awkward radio interview that Elizabeth Warren did on a show called The Breakfast Club. The guy asking the questions, one of them, uh, he's, I guess he's the host. There's another uh, guy on there, too. But this, this guy is Charlemagne the God and Elizabeth Warren. So I grew up in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about my family the same way most people learn about their family, from my mama and my daddy and my mm-hmm. aunts and my uncles. And it's what I believe. Um, but I'm not a person of color. Mm-hmm. I'm not a citizen of a tribe. And I shouldn't have done it. Um, if you had a chance to do it to, over, would you? I, I can't go back. You know, but I should. Mm-hmm. So what, your family told you you were Native American? Yeah. Charlamagne tells me I'm Dominican, yeah, but I don't believe you. You are. How long, <laughs> how, long, how long did you hold on to that? Because there was some report that said you were Native American on your Texas bar license and that you said you were Native American on some documents when you were a professor at Harvard. Yeah. Like, why'd you do that? So it's what I believe. You know, that's, like I said, it's what I learned from my family. When did you find out you, when did you, find out you weren't? Well... You know, it's, it, I'm not a person of color. 
I'm not a citizen of a tribe. And tribal citizenship is an important distinction and not something I am. So, Were there any benefits to that? No. Boston Globe did a full investigation. It never affected, nothing about my family ever affected any job I ever got. Mm -hmm. Um, She didn't get a discount in college. You kind of like the original Rachel Dozoff a little bit. Rachel Dozoff's a white woman pretending to be black. This is what I learned from my family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I learned from my family. I'm a Native American. Uh, I'm smart enough to go to Harvard. Pretty smart woman, but I never thought the check or anything. I didn't think there was anything wrong with, you know, saying that I was Native American on an application, thinking that it might help me along a little bit uh, to get uh, into a, a law school or whatever it was. Just never occurred to her, this woman who's smart enough to be a teacher at Harvard. At, I think she made $375,000 a year at one point. Just never thought to check it out. That's just what her parents told her. Leave her alone. We'll be right back. talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. The way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs, so it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, Listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Okay, meat lovers, Beef Jerky Outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on. There's nothing slim about these big flavors. This is high-end quality gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible. From wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory, there's something for everyone. Flavors like honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stoggerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com. Okay, first time we read this commercial, he got one. So I had to get one. And we are both in love with this product. The glass chair mat by Vitraza. They're unbelievable. You know that junky plastic chair mat under your office chair or at home? Uh, Piece of garbage. It's the ugliest thing in your office. Vitraza glass chair mats are beautiful. Durable. Each one will support over a thousand pounds, so it'll even hold me. (laughs) They've got a lifetime warranty, and the way you feel rolling over smooth glass instead of cheap, crackly plastic, it's like working in a million-dollar office. And it's your office. 
office. And we got to mention this. Shipping is absolutely free. Absolutely. Lifetime warranty, scratch-resistant, stylish, Vitraza glass chair mats. You can't get them at the office superstore. you got to order them direct at vitraza.com slash life. That's V as in value, I-T-R-A-Z-Z-A, vitraza.com slash life. You'll want to remember that website. There's a discount code waiting for you for 10% off only at vitraza.com slash life. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. And speaking of uh, D-Day, there was uh, quite a bit of toxic masculinity displayed there by those uh, thousands of guys 75 years ago today, I think. Hey, um, before we go here, uh, your friend uh, Le'Veon Bell's got a little bit of a problem. Nothing uh, illegal or anything, at least yet, uh, at least from him. Uh, looks like uh, Le- Le'Veon, first of all, he had uh, $520,000 worth of jewelry was uh, lifted from his home. And that includes the Black Panther pendant studded with black and white diamonds, two gold chains with diamonds, and a Rolex watch. Um uh, the story is that two girlfriends, it says here, which is kind of interesting. Uh, two girl, Does a guy have two girlfriends or is it two friends who happen to be women? Two, uh, is it actually two of his girlfriends? That's a strange way of using that word, I think. Anyway, uh, it says two girlfriends of uh, Le'Veon Bell stole more than a half million dollars in jewels from his Florida home. And um, I had just two things. Uh, who has five, well... Who has, I don't care how much money you make, who has, especially if you're a 27-year-old man, who has $520,000 worth of jewelry? Now, I uh, on Twitter today, at Stagger World, by the way, I, I said I, I would bet that Melania Trump doesn't have um, uh, $500,000 worth of jewelry, but someone corrected me and said that she got a $3 million ring on their 10th anniversary. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't care, but... You know, I was trying to make a point, but maybe she does. But um, and, and anyway, if we're going to have that argument, the anniversary rings don't count. Um, but levy on $520,000. Now, apparently, he left his house with these two, quote-unquote, girlfriends still there, and they left with his $520,000 worth of jewelry. Now, having $520,000 worth of jewelry is one thing, but... I don't know if, if if you have that kind of jewelry, don't you put it like in a safe deposit box or something? You, you don't, or maybe in a safe. Uh, how about a safe? What did he do? Have it like in a drawer? <laughs> Is my five, a half a million dollars worth of jewelry in a you know in the in the drawer? It's in the kitchen drawer. Yeah, I got a a hundred eighty thousand dollar pendant, a Black Panther pendant. It's just in the you know I threw it in there. So uh, here's hoping he never gets it back. Because I just he needs to be penalized for the stupidity. Number one of buying that much jewelry. Number two of having it laying around the house. So good. I hope he never sees it again. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM twelve fifty. The Answer and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.